When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Five o'clock in the Southland. Live imaging Tuesday. <laughs> Sedano Cappy is literally sweats pouring off of him. What is wrong with you? I think he's mad. It's like when mom and dad fight. That you and I, I didn't really do anything, but you kind of swung at me. Yeah. And now he's seeing some of the tweets about it, and he is sweating profusely. Am I? I haven't seen any of the tweets, but I'll tell Uh-oh. you this. I'm literally wiping my hair of the sweat from the Jacob and Ronnie sandwich. Kind of glad I didn't get one now, then. Oh, yeah. I'm not into, like, hot, hot, hot like that. Anyway. I like a good hot sandwich. It is time for What You Need to Know. Oh, brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Yes. Take it away, Producer Lindsay. Thanks, Christopher. Super excited to be doing What You Need to Know right now. I can't find Pat Beverly, so I'm just going to forget about him Pat today. Pat Beverly, by the way, great guy. Incredible human being. Yeah, Super excited. Yeah, 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 oh, nice great. conversation with him yesterday. Walks up to me, puts his hand out. Hey, I'm Pat. I go, I'm Chris. He does his recordings with me afterwards. Thanks, Chris. You're awesome. He what said, you say? "Yeah, like for somebody at that level, like how many people is he doing recordings with in live shots to remember he, people's names? It's a great guy. He's genuinely one of the. Uh, I know that he doesn't have this reputation because people look at him as an irritant on the court, uh, but but you know, off the court, he is genuinely one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. And seems like based on this off season, he's got a lot of media savvy. Oh, there's Wants no question. To definitely get into this when he's done. And, so and, to remember and, somebody's name and to be respectful like that, it's cool. And I would add that if you know his history of having of trying to get into into the league, um, this is a dude that literally uh, had to scratch and claw like to get into the league. And his story, even before, like just how he had to play, but you know, even before getting into the NBA, all the different places he played, uh, his upbringing, it's an incredible story of resiliency and it deserves actually more attention to be frank with you i don't know anything about what you're talking about you're in the league i'm out of the league i'd like to hear all about it and that is what um, you, you need know, to know you know actually if you want to google it om young masuk i believe did a story about it last season if all i right, i will i will look that up thank yeah. you george sorry mm-hmm. Wednesday, we jumped in oh, it's take okay. it, take okay. it away oh, Thanks, guys. So, speaking of parties, uh, weeks after the weekend abruptly stopped his show in L.A. after uh, losing his voice, a new date for the show has been announced. Today, they announced that the postponed September 3rd concert has been rescheduled for November 26th at SoFi Stadium. That's got to be like right around Thanksgiving, right? The day after, maybe? November November what? November 26th. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. So tickets for the original concert will be honored for the new date and, and here's the best part, as an extra gift for Los Angelinos, the blinding light singer, has added another show in L.A. at SoFi the next day. So tickets for that one are going to go on sale October 3rd at 10 a.m. So I'm going to try and get in on that since I didn't, you know, I missed out the first time around. Really? So that's a gift for everybody? That's not for him to make more money? Well, I think I think and he obviously wants to make more money, but I feel like he got a huge response. You saw at SoFi Stadium when you're a, a, a performer. That's in, that's pretty good. It's incredible. So that Saturday, that the 26th is it's a Saturday right after Thanksgiving. Yep. And you're saying the next night, Sunday night, the yep. 27th. Mm-hmm. And you can mm. get tickets for it on October 3rd. I think that's next Friday. October 3rd. 
It, it is. is um, yeah. yeah, I've got my calendar right here. Monday. You want to go to that, Cappy? Hey, King. Not really. I, I want to go. Not really. To where? To see the to weekend. To see the weekend, yeah. Nah. I want to go. A, I hate stadium shows. And B, I'm not really a big fan of the weekend. I feel like if you saw him in concert, you might change your mind. My, it's kind of a hot but take. If, but if you told me, like, Bruno Mars, I'd be like, I'm in. Oh, yeah. What, what about no? the weekday? Really? Bruno Mars? Yeah, yeah you don't like Bruno He's Mars? awesome. But over Bruno the, Mars over the is weekend? an excellent performer. He is, yes, but he still, is. like over the weekend, hundred percent. The weekend is a genius. I, I would he say, is? I say that week the weekend is a better artist. Bruno Mars is a better performer. Bingo. Yeah, Bruno Mars was like popped out of one of those like uh, pop culture factories. You know. Yeah, but mm. he puts on an incredibly entertaining show. Whereas the weekend, you're there because the music is good and the lyrics are great and all that kind of stuff. Um, that that's what you're there for. It's not the Bruno Mars puts on like this pomp and circumstance, like you know, dog and pony show. Basically, you know, like it's fun to watch visually. It's great. Um, that's you know, the, the, just, you're not getting all that stuff with the weekend. You know, you're getting you're getting fireworks. You know, all over the place with Bruno Mars. That's not always the case with the weekend. Yeah, I got to say, um, you guys know my style. I mean, I'm going to the Foo Fighters tonight, and I couldn't convince anybody else to go, even though no. Pink's playing and Alanis Morissette's playing. Go. We said we'd go, but you don't got tickets. You don't have actual tickets. That's true. That's true. I do not have tickets. I'll party yeah. crash. But I still think we can get in. Okay. I'm, I think I'm Lindsay's down. in. I'm down, Cap. Yeah. All right. Uh, that is What You Need to Know, brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. So, Cappy, for yep. all the challenges the Rams have faced, I mean, they win this weekend against the Niners, and they are in complete control of the division based on the way things have shook out. Well, I mean, let's face it. Um, Arizona, who uh, the Rams just beat this past weekend, and let's face it, the Rams didn't really play that great, but they were on the road and they're in the division. They got a win, so you got to give them credit for that. I guess that's probably the good news with the Rams is that you're 2-1, and one, and you really don't feel like you've played that well yet. So you've got a lot of improving to do, but at least you're two and one. You're not the Raiders where you're zero and three, and you've already dug this massive hole. So, yeah. so the Rams yeah. are, are are in a good spot. Yeah. And the Niners, George. Remember a couple weeks ago when Trey Lance got hurt. Yeah. And people were saying this. Well, they're better with Jimmy G anyway. Well, but they might be better with Jimmy G in November than in September. I mean, you know, the guy didn't really get much of an opportunity to, like, get ready for the season, remember? No training camp. Yeah. No, no off-season conditioning. Yeah. Um, the offense was, I will call it, adjusted rather than redesigned. Correct. For Trey Lance's skill set. Yeah. And so, yeah, Jimmy G kind of comes in sort of off the bench, if you will, like literally off the bench, mm -hmm. and doesn't really look that good. But I think it reminds us that Jimmy G, yes, he's been to a Super Bowl, and yes, he's been to an NFC Championship game, but Trey Lance, at least based on the skill set that he has, is supposed to take that offense to a place that Jimmy G couldn't. So, to your point, though, the Rams could be in total control of the division with a win against San Francisco this weekend. Yeah, and, and I think that, look, their defense is starting to trend in the right direction. Is that fair to say? Um, yeah. I, I mean, they missed a lot in the, a lot of their secondary this past week and still played very well on, de on defense. Yeah, and that one sack that Aaron Donald had, the one that got him to 100, yeah. that was really an underrated play. I don't think people are quite talking about it because, it, you know, listen, it was one sack in the game. Sure. And it wasn't like the dramatic, you know, Aaron Donald pick a guy up and throw him to the ground. Yeah. But Kyler Murray is so elusive and so hard to get your hands on, and it just was like that 
that little swipe of the foot while you're laid out on the ground. It was a, it was a great tackle. It was a great sack. And again, the Rams, not overly impressive, but still two and one. So in a great spot. Yeah, and last year, if you remember, I know they started off well, but there was still they they didn't look great at times, right? Particularly on defense, they didn't look great. And this year, it kind of it, it looks like it's flipped a little bit. The offense is is missing some components. I mean, the defense has been too, but the defense I feel like is more in tune with each other. Is it probably a better way to describe it? And the offense is still a work in progress. They need to be able to run the ball at least you know, efficiently. I wouldn't necessarily say that they're going to run the ball a ton, but enough where it gives the team, uh, keeps the other team honest is, is what I would say. And they need Van Jefferson back. They do need someone that can stretch the field. He could potentially be one of those guys. I don't think there's any doubt about that. You know, whether they get Odell Beckham back, they need to find a way to get Allen Robinson involved. I, 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 right now their passing game seems to me like they're playing the game in the in a phone booth a little bit. So they, they need to kind of figure that out. And maybe even at the trade deadline, there's another move to be had here potentially. I so, like the way you said phone booth because, you know, we don't really use phone booths anymore. Right. And it's I, definitely a dated reference. Right. But, but I, I think people that of our age understand it. Right. But I used to like it when you would see Muhammad Ali. And Muhammad Ali had a famous quote. He goes, I don't care if it's a 12-foot ring. It's a 10-foot ring. I fight that chump in a telephone booth. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I, there is that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, on the flip side, we talked about the Raiders – and Rich Gannon, who is was a former colleague of yours at CBS. I worked with Rich for many years. So he was on the 33rd Team podcast. It's basically a podcast. I believe Mike Tannenbaum, uh, the former GM who works for ESPN, is kind of the creator of this website and podcast. Yeah. And it's, it's a lot of football-centric, hardcore X's and O's type stuff. But Rich Gannon, a Raider great, right? You would call him a Raider great? Yeah, because when Rich Gannon went to the Raiders, um, it was Rich and John Gruden who, I mean, together, those two personalities yeah. kind of turned the Raiders around at that time. A- absolutely. And he became an MVP of the league. I'm thinking it was the year that they went to the Super Bowl. Correct. Just about sure. Correct. Yeah. And was a candidate multiple years while there as well. So they're beyond just winning that one. So he he kind of weighed in, Cappy. Uh, and you're going to hear some music because I, I don't know why podcasts do this. Like, I'm, I'm going to be like, ri- like audio critical now from a business perspective. Like, just let the guy's voice stand alone. You don't need to add, like, dramatic music to make it sound better. It's a podcast. People will listen to it, especially if it's Rich Gannon. Uh, you, don't need to, you don't need to add this dramatic music for your uh, social media. But anyway, this is where we got it off of, their social media. So uh, don't mind the music. Just listen to what he had to say about their offense here. I think offensively, you have to start with the issues they have up front. They are not playing well along the offensive line. Carr is a quarterback that needs a good, firm pocket. The running game with Josh Jacobs and the rest of the backs, another group that hasn't provided a lot of production and consistency. You know, you look at the Raiders through the first three weeks of the season, they had opportunities offensively. Had a chance against the Chargers week one. Second week of the season against the Arizona Cardinals. They didn't show up in the second half. And then defensively, they gave up two touchdowns and two two-point conversions in the final 10 minutes of the game. And even yesterday against the Tennessee Titans, they had an opportunity late to convert a two-point play to tie that game. They weren't able to get it done. Now, he was critical there of the offense. He later goes on to say about the defense that they're not getting pressure on the quarterback, which was a struggle they had last season. They added Chandler Jones. It hasn't really affected the way they get to the quarterback in any way, shape, or form. And then, of course, that leads to problems defending the passing game. So, 
I think he went on to say that they only have like two sacks on the it, year this so season, far. right? Yeah. Through three games, which right. is crazy. Yeah. But do you, do you agree with his assessment on the offense? He's I want I don't want to say he's taking a, absolving blame, Derek Carr of blame. But he's certainly putting the emphasis more on the offensive line and the run game or lack thereof. Yeah. Do you agree with that assessment? Yeah, yeah I do. I mean, look, um, everybody kind of busted my chops after week one when I said that the Raiders' loss to the Chargers was a quote-unquote good loss. Yeah. And believe me, no one has let me hear the end of that through the first three weeks. When the Raiders lost to the Titans, my, my timeline blew up on Twitter. Yo, Cap, uh, would you call that one a good loss? I'm like, would you leave me alone? The point I was trying to make, and I think Rich just made it, in the game against the Chargers, they're not really playing very well, and they actually still had a chance to win that game. The following week against Arizona, they should have won that game. When you have a 20-point lead, you're supposed to win that football game, especially in the second half. And in this game against Tennessee, they still had a chance to have a two-point conversion and tie it up. Derek Carr is not a win, like put the whole team on your back. You got to give him a pocket. You got to protect the guy, and you got to be able to run the football. Oh, and by the way, it helps when your receivers catch the ball when the ball is put right in your hands. Yep. So yeah, I, I don't know that Derek Carr is completely absolved, but he's not. It's not all his fault. No, I, I think as a collective, they've played poorly. I don't think there's any question about that. And um, you know, it it maybe came across that way, but I, I don't think that that's what he's saying. When I listen to that, I do think he's just saying it's not. He's doing what you're saying. It's which is, hey, let's not just put it all on the quarterback. And that's what quarterbacks do when they're analysts. They try and take pressure off the quarterback. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because they understand it's the it's a pressure cooker of a position. Yeah. Um, speaking of a pressure cooker, the Lakers are always in the pressure cooker. They believe they're underdogs. Uh, so let's tackle that. Um, my friends on NBA Today, Kendrick Perkins, had some thoughts as well on this Russell Westbrook, Pat Beverly dynamic, and Richard Jefferson had uh, some, what I feel like is succinct commentary, is what I will call it, on Anthony Davis's availability and his comments about that. We'll get to all that coming up in just a moment. Stick around. We're back in two minutes. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Live Imaging Tuesday on Shit Out of a Cap. It is Ooh. National Scarf Day. It's a good song. I love scarves. You do? I love scarves. You do? Yeah, oh. when it's wintertime, you might see me wearing a scarf like every day. Wait. Beautiful. Christopher, uh, what, don't remember that picture we used to make fun of of Key wearing that oversized scarf? Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> God, I haven't thought about that in years. Yeah, in the airport, he was in the yes. airport. Yeah. Hello, Mr. Johnson. Also, it's Little Wayne's 40th birthday. 40, really? Is that right? Damn, uh, Little yeah. Wayne. Yeah, really, man. definitely right. Yeah, I mean, he, like he's he pretty older. old. 
Do you yeah. stop calling him little at that point? Well, no, he just looks like people think I look well, he, old for my age because of the life I've led. He's small. But he looks really old for he his does. age. He does. You think he's, he looks older than 40? Yes. Oh, yeah. 100%. I don't think he does. Yeah, he does. I don't think so either. Yeah, yeah. He's lived. Um, he has lived. There's no question about that. I feel but, like he um, looks rough, but not necessarily that old. Is it the grill? Yeah. No, it's not the grill. No, it's they're talking about like just like the face, mm. right? <laughs> I take the offense weather. to that. Yeah. What do you mean offense to it? My man wears a grill. I didn't see your man wearing he a does. grill. Yeah, he I have. Loves, yeah, I he have. loves not, the grill. By the way, yeah. I would love to wear a grill and a scarf. Don't they make your breath stink really bad? <laughs> his breath don't stink, girl. Sedona, you metal. His breath is delicious. <laughs> Hold on, what? Did you just say you wore a grill? No, I said I've seen. Oh, uh, Laura's I was like, well, I missed the Sedano grill years. <laughs> I believe that that Dodger game I yeah, met him at first. Grill. He was wearing yeah. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What kind of grills he got? Um, I like the first one he had, but he lost it on a set. Um, and then right now he has like a straight, like individual ones. It's just weird. I like the first one better. Where, no, do, I, the, where do I get one? No, 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 no. No, please don't. Yeah. Why the grill though? Why does he wear the grill? He just likes it. It's Is this part thing. of the thing? Yeah, like jewelry. Part, yeah, he. I think he had it at the Mandy's. I didn't see it. I didn't yeah. see the grill at the Mandy's. I didn't. I don't remember it either. But he wears it the same reason that Lil Wayne wears a grill. Well, you know why, Cappy? You were too busy running up on stage. Perhaps. Yeah. But if I had a grill, it would just add to my street cred. You know. <laughs> which one? Which grill? No, which street cred? Oh, a lot of street cred. Mm. Lots. Mm. I want to get one. I'm going to talk to the boo. Okay. I'm going to see where the boo gets it. <laughs> I want his cologne and I want his grill. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, boo! Can I borrow your grill? No, you can't borrow his grill. That's, that's gross. gross. What's wrong with you? I don't think you can do that. Hella you know, sus, bro. That is hella sussy. Hella is what sus. that is. That is hella sus. Really? That's so gross. I think it is. I, I no, mean, no, I'm, I'm saying really, you would do it though. If no, he said, but, no, if he looked at you, yeah, and, and said, said sure, and said here, do you want to put my grill in your mouth? Hell no, he would mm. never. But do let's just no, say he did. Play it out. Play it out. We're playing it out. We're playing it out. No, for the purposes of radio. Never. He takes off his grill. Yeah. He looks you in the eye. Yeah. Cologne is in the air. Yeah. He says, <laughs> he smells delicious. Yes, he does. Yes, he First, do. he says, do you want to put your hand on my grill? You say, of course. Naturally. Do you want to put my grill in your mouth? And you say, absolutely. I say, yes, but can I have it and take it to the bathroom and wash it out? And then I'll put it in my I mouth. I think that kind of like, kills the moment. You're gonna dip it in like uh, like some uh, like mouthwash or no, something. Just water. Like, it's fine. I've I clean it out with some so water. Uncomfortable in a, in a no, I think you have mouth. to just put the grill straight in your mouth. Wait a second. This is making you more uncomfortable than the time I talked about how good his dad smells. No, no, <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that one. Damn, Cav, you yeah. are hella sus. Daddy yeah. Boo. Daddy Boo was pissed too. <laughs> Daddy Boo was pissed. Oh yeah. No, Daddy Boo wasn't pissed. Isn't he like a former Marine or something? No, yeah. I don't I think said the Marines he, get down like that. First of all, he was in the Navy. Oh, okay, and then my bad. He was, Sailor. Uh, what did he? I said he danced in um, Soul Train. Oh, oh right, yeah. right. He did dance in Soul Train. Yeah. So no, he wasn't like hella mad. He thought it was weird, but yeah, you well, yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> that's Cap. I was like, you know, that's just him. Right. Yeah. And remember earlier during Super Crosstalk, you actually declared. That you think I'm weirder than Steve Mason, who was doing the pony dance until that, you know, with uh, both hands on the microphone. By the way, yeah, it, it's like college football where there can be like you know people move up the the, the rankings yeah. on a week mm-hmm. on a weekly right. basis. Yeah, yeah. Although this is like more of a minute to minute basis. Mm-hmm. For you. Facts. I, I appreciate that he wanted to have fun today on a live imaging Tuesday, but I have to say this: the ponies, my thing. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. The bit about doing the ghost clay scene with Clinton and Julian—that's my bit. Yeah, Ireland or Mason tried to do both bits today. Ooh, not allowed Uh-oh. to take your bits. I don't bits. get it. So bit he, he he evoked the the pony dance. He thing? looked over at me at one point during uh, 
Mason Ireland and said, much like the whole grill conversation, looked me in the eye and said, I want to learn the pony dance. Will you show me the way? I felt, And he got really into it. Yeah. I felt like, and I know you posted a video on it. I just posted it. that gif in the community. <laughs> How did this one become theirs too? He just, all of a sudden, we played it and he came over and put his arms around me. He's clearly a Sedano and Cap listener. Mm. Oh, clearly. And he said, I want to slap the clay across your face. And I said, okay. Mm. Mm. Wow. Mm. I believe that today, the one thing I'll say about Steve Mason, I give him credit for the effort on the pony dance, but the shorts that he was wearing. <laughs> George, did you see it? It's in the community. I did not. I just posted it in the community. Mm. Oh, please, please uh, watch it while you're on the air because I want yes. to hear you laughing. It's only like a three second. Uncontrollably yes, when you see it. In real life reaction here. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what, what what makes it creepy is the the, the, the face oh, he yeah. makes. Yeah. While he's, while he's and he looks like he's humping the microphone. Yeah. Oh, dude. And I'm telling you right now, the shorts... You're not you're not seeing them from the angle that I saw. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, you had, you had that view, angle. Sure. Yeah. 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 That's why yeah. I was like, ooh, I'm a little scarred right now because I could see right here. Like, yeah, that's mm-hmm. sus. Because honestly, like, I'm just going to say this because I just need to say it. Um, yesterday we were having a converse- conversation about underwear, you know, and I was telling Mace that I thought that the Manscaped underwear was like the best, most comfortable underwear. So as he was walking out today, I showed it to him. I showed him that I was wearing this underwear because I was trying to say to him, I don't think you are wearing underwear today and with the shorts oh, and hell. the pony dance no <laughs> that's wait a minute are you wow. saying you saw something just saying oh no just saying yep. all wow. right then yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right um <laughs> on to uh shit out of the cap continues now thank you christopher um so cappy the lakers have declared themselves underdogs are you buying that well by definition are they not well, I would agree with the assessment that they are underdogs. I just think that the general... So I'm going to go against the grain here with the general public at, who has kind of like looked at that and just kind of rolled their eyes. And I'm going to say, well, they kind of are underdogs. Like, I don't believe that they're the championship favorite by any stretch of the imagination. What does Vegas have them as? Uh, I think like seven or eight or something like that. I'd have to look it up at the moment. Yeah, but so so they're not favorites, are they? Nope. So they look, might be like plus fourteen hundred or something like that at the moment. You know, you said this last week. I'm trying to remember what it was that LeBron uh, said about, uh, and you said, "Well, he's going to use that as motivation." Do you remember what his most recent little They're thing? They're the tenth best odds. They're, the Lakers right now are, depending on the book. Let's look at Caesars. Caesars has them at plus eighteen hundred at the moment. Okay, and and the favorite to win is what? Like Golden uh, the Boston State? Celtics? Oh, really? Boston? Really? Yeah, yeah. The Boston Celtics. The Warriors are close second. Milwaukee also right behind them, and then the Clippers right behind them. Uh, it's pretty tight in the top five: Celtics, Warriors, Bucks, Clippers, Nets. Okay, and then and then you say that the Lakers are the tenth pick. Yeah, and then after that, Phoenix, Sixers, Heat, Nuggets, Lakers. Now Nuggets and Lakers are tied basically, so they're tied for I guess ninth or whatever, or maybe tenth or whatever, however you want to look at it. All right, so now the Lakers are going to use the we're not nobody believes in us. We're underdogs. That's our our rallying cry. But by the way, it worked the year that um, they won the championship, which is why I don't understand why more people didn't believe what I believed, which was that they were a championship team, particularly Anthony Davis in his first season playing with LeBron, who still was uh, outside of the groin injury he had his first year, had been relatively healthy. 
But what was it that we were just talking about, you and I, and I, for whatever reason, I can't remember the exact detail, that LeBron was going to use as his next form oh, of motivation. Oh, I said that the, the whole where he was ranked on the oh, right. That's what it was. rank. He was right. ranked sixth. Right. Yeah. He's ranked sixth. So LeBron's going to use, I'm only considered the sixth best player in the NBA, and that's what's going to drive me to motivate well, me I, I don't to prove know everybody it's wrong. only thing it's going to drive. But I would say it's, uh, you know, in, I would say it's in the... Uh, in, in the uh, the diary. Okay, so fine. So, that, so, the so, so yeah. there's one. One is um, everybody doubts us because last year we stunk. I'm only the sixth best player in the league, and now we're the big underdogs. So these are all the rallying cries that LeBron is going to use to motivate this team, to to hype himself up, to lead this team to a championship. Is that is that right? These are the, the rallying cries? I mean, I don't know. I'm assuming that that may be part of it. Yeah, I mean, if we're just going to guess. I don't know for sure, though. Well, I'll just say this. They don't need that. Why is that? Because what they need is to just say, look, guys, here's the deal. Uh, I'm LeBron right now, just so you know. Oh, you're going to role yeah. play as LeBron. I'm LeBron. I'm Hey okay. King, okay? All right, so I'll just be the, the team. Here. Yeah. I'll just be the collective. Go ahead. Hey, guys, listen to me, all right? Yeah, Hey King. Yeah, thank you. Um, look, so we were really bad last year. And you want to know why we were really bad last year? Because me, AD, and Russ, who, by the way, I wanted to bring to this team. You know how many games we played together last year? How many, King? 22. You guys know how many games are in an NBA season? 82. That's right. Good job. Nice job out of you, Pat Bev. 82. Yeah, appreciate you. You can't win a championship when your big three only play 22 games together. Mm Mm-hmm. This year, we're going to play 82 games together. And you know what's going to happen? What's going to happen? We're going to win. Okay, cool. Let's roll. Do what I tell you to do, and we win. Do you guys understand that? Okay, let's roll. Okay, thank you. Right. Thank you. Cool, thanks. Let's go. Let's freaking go. LFG. Okay, yeah, LFG. Yeah. Um, now, the Pat Bev and Russ dynamic, uh, I, I actually... You know, I love you know I love Kendrick Perkins. I thought he had a interesting take today on television on NBA Today about that particular dynamic because he's got some experience with it. Uh, we're up against the break though. All right, let's do that at forty five. Let's do that at forty five because I also want and I also want to talk about USC there because there is a you know I love Bill Plaschke and I rarely agree with him, but I think he's spot on about one particular thing when it comes to USC and this particular win that they had against Oregon State. So let's tackle all that coming up in the next couple of segments. But we got Radio Tinder, which we got to get to, of course. Uh, Award-winning Radio Tinder is coming up in two minutes. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. 
Live Imaging Tuesday on Shinano and Cap. Around 5.30 in the Southland. You know what we do for Radio Tinder Time. We like to play a TV theme. And on this day, back in 1954, The Tonight Show began broadcasting coast-to-coast on NBC. Of course, host. Actually, originally it wasn't hosted by Johnny Carson for like the first year, right? Who was it? I don't know. I should have had that answer ready. But <laughs> <laughs> and then I think Johnny took over maybe year two or year three. Really? Yeah, I didn't and know originally that. it was done in New York. Yeah, it was originally yeah. in New York for a while until I want to say the late. Well, 60s Johnny decided to move it to L.A. If yeah. I recall correctly. But I believe the original um, Tonight Show was Jack Parr. There you go, Jack Parr. You know, George. As far as. Uh, Johnny not being the original host and it being in New York, I yeah. want to tell you something. Actually, I just looked it up. Jack Parr was the second host. Oh, okay. actually. Who was the, the original host? was Steve Allen. Oh. You want to know something? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. There you oh, go. So Johnny was the third host. Lenny's wild. Lenny's weird. Is that your clearly Johnny the longest no, running it's, host? It's my Dana Carvey doing Johnny Carson. That's oh. what you know, that bit is what got Johnny to leave. Really? Yeah, because he was so offended that his network would put on a bit on Saturday Night Live against him. Oh, yeah, I so saw brilliant. that. I, yeah. yeah, I did see that because it was, yeah, he hated Saturday Night Live. Oh, my God, it was so brilliant. Dana Carvey, that is weird, wacky, wild stuff. And, I and did then, not of course, know that. the Saturday Night Live guys, kind of like you and me, Cappy, you know, and Chris, um, you know, hit the gas on that <laughs> on purpose, you know? Yeah, and, you know what uh, that was in response to? No. They were making fun of Johnny trying to be like Arsenio Hall. Oh, really? And that Johnny quit and said he was leaving like four days later. You're exactly right, because the bit was called Carcinio. Yeah. And, and what they did is they had Dana Carvey's hair looking like a high-top fade, and they also had Johnny's finger like like an extra 12 inches too long, because like Arsenio has really long fingers. I did not know that. That is weird, wacky, wild stuff. And so, then Phil Hartman sitting there going, ha, you are correct, sir. If you have HBO Max, there's a documentary called, um, I believe it's called The Story of Late Night? And it goes through all the iterations from the beginning in the 50s all the way through everything. And there's obviously a whole, uh, you know, episode dedicated to Carson. And, yeah, Chris is absolutely right. He hated Saturday Night Live. I did not know that at all. Well, there you go. It is Radio Tinder time. You can follow her at Lindsay Baseball on Twitter or Instagram. And, of course, our sponsor, Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala. Yes, always swipe right on Tequila Mandala, award-winning small-batch premium sipping tequila made from the finest mature agaves available everywhere fine tequilas are sold. Visit their website, tequilamandala.com, and demand the extraordinary tequila mandala. Now, Christopher, uh, yes. we also, you and I also worked with a, uh, a relative of Johnny Carson through marriage uh, many years Who? ago, if you recall correctly. Who? Do you, Deb Carson. Oh, really? I never knew that. Yes, her oh. husband. Uh, I did not know that. That is <laughs> wild. Thank you, Kathy. <laughs> wow, I didn't know that. She's a great lady. Yeah. Great lady. Yeah. Meanwhile, lady. speaking yeah. of another great lady, take it away, producer Lindsay. Thanks, Christopher. So, by the way, guys, update on the when I was born situation, Sedano, since you asked. I texted both of my parents separately ah. and asked, when was I born? Do they remember? Well, my mom said, I don't remember. I'll have to look. <laughs> and then look she, at what? And then she texted me just now, 7.59 p.m. So she literally went downstairs and like looked at my birth certificate. Oh. But my dad knew. He said... Uh, I remember, I don't know exactly what time, but I believe it was in the evening because I remember staying the night at the hospital and coming back the next morning. So it was definitely in the evening. So my dad knows and tells me this whole story where my mom's like, I don't know. Like, so how do technically, you not know? tomorrow at 4.59 p.m. is your actual birthday. 7.59 p.m. Well, you're uh, right, you're right, you're well, right. Here, Pacific yep. time. You're right. Yes. Yeah, it'll be your actual moment of birth. Yeah, like on the show, but you won't even be here. Boom. I know, I'm sorry. But thanks, Dad, for uh, for knowing when I was born. Are you sharing with everybody how young you are? 
A, a, a lady never reveals her age. Mm. It's like my some kind of anniversary of my 29th birthday. Oh. One of those it. type of things. Got it. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, back to Radio Tinder. Normally, mm-hmm. when NBA teams, media days, you know, when they have those, they're filled with excitement and optimism because, hey, it's a new season. We're all looking forward to the new year. But when it comes to the San Antonio Spurs, head coach Greg Popovich took a very different path, squashing the team's championship hopes on day one. <laughs> I probably shouldn't say this. But I'll say it anyway. What the hell? Nobody here should go to Vegas with the thought of betting on us to win the championship. And I know somebody will say, gosh, what a Debbie Downer. There's a chance. What if they work really hard? It's probably not going to happen. But that's not the point. So Popovich, What, what is the point? Popovich may be right. You know, he was just saying that they're a young team and they're going to work hard. And, yeah, it, he didn't really say a whole lot after that. But he, he's probably right. I mean, he's definitely right because, you know, Caesar's Sportsbook, by the way, has the Spurs listed at a plus 100,000 odds to win the title. Yeah. But do you think that what he said about his team is problematic? Swipe left or swipe right, Sedano? I'll swipe left. No, he's being honest. Like, we listen – in the media, it's so funny, like, and I hate to kind of cannibalize our industry, but we do this thing where we want honesty until it's too honest. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then it's like, well, wait a second. What do you want him to say? And by the way, of all people, of course he's going to be honest. You know, so like, I, I don't know. I don't get it. Like, whatever. It's fine. I have no issue with it. What was the question, though? About is, their championship is, is what he said, like, is it yeah. problematic? Like, him saying that. Um. I'm going to say it's not problematic, but what I question is this. Why coach? I mean, because he likes coaching basketball. And he also said he did that follow up actually came and he said he joked and said, I mean, the paycheck. Well, that that's just it. Right. I mean, like he gets paid a lot of money and he's won a bunch of championships. Well, he also runs the organization, too. He's not just the coach. Well, um, maybe as the guy who runs the organization, he should improve the roster. Um, well, I mean, they did just have one of the more dynastic runs in the sports history, and, you know, it takes time sometimes to rebuild. It's not like they live in this free agent panacea um, like in other cities. <laughs> you know, it's not like free agents are, like, going, I want to go to San Antonio. They did, like role players did when Tim and Manu and, and Tony were there, but they got a draft. That's how you win in a small market. Well, they drafted Kawhi. Well, they actually didn't draft Kawhi. I think he was drafted by Indiana, and then they traded no, for him. No, I mean, it was a draft day trade, yeah. so it was no different than Kobe getting drafted by Charlotte, but it was the Lakers who drafted but, him, really. But it, just, it, it kind of surprises me, not that he's being so honest, but it just occurs to me, like, why do you keep doing this? Like, Bill Belichick, if you don't believe that the Patriots are going to win again, because I feel like Belichick is just now, he's got to prove to the world, I can win without Brady. But I wonder why Popovich is still doing this. Because he likes coaching. And he's making a lot of money. There's that. Both Two reasons. True. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. I so mean, you made a lot of money. Why are you still doing this? I haven't made anywhere <laughs> near enough money. That's the problem. Four oh, kids, three in college, another one going. I got a long way to go, George Sedano. You know who yeah. I do wonder that about? Steve Mason. You know, not to bring them back into things, but I always wonder, like, why? Mason doesn't need to work. Why is he still working? What else would he do? How do you know? Well, what, yeah, that's true. Well, it's a great point. What else would he do? 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, he's, I he mean, strikes me as someone who would like just like hang out and stuff. There's only on so many things, so many times he can do the culture pop podcast. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, well, let me tell you something. I wish I was in the position that you think he's in, which maybe he is, or maybe he isn't. But the ability to, but the ability to work for fun. That's what yeah. it's all about, right? I think it's cool that he's working for fun. He doesn't have to do it. I have to do it. Listen, I thought about it when some stuff was going down last month about taking, I think I told some of you guys, maybe three months off, yeah. clear my head a little bit. Yeah. And then I realized I would come back with a muumuu on. I'd be <laughs> quite large. I'd be, t- I'd be drinking a bottle a day, and it wouldn't be a good thing. So you got to keep working. You would not be wearing a muumuu. I would come in like like Homer in that episode with oh the hat God. and the muumuu and the motorized <laughs> chair. I'd, I'd be gone. You call it a muumuu. I would have called it a shmata. Like, what or are you wearing? Shmata. Look at that shmata you got on. I wish yeah. I could take three months off. I know. Me too. Well, I didn't. Don't I did one here. time in my life. Really? How and long did ago? Did you enjoy it? It was wonderful. Really? So I'll give you a quick story. So I was in between jobs, but in radio back then specifically, in local radio, there was a lot of you know, non-competes were a thing. Mm-hmm. So I, um, I had to sit out. And, uh, while, you know, I was making money, but I was sitting out. And uh, my wife was, she had to go to work every day. And I was just hanging out, working out, going to the pool every day. I was never in better shape in my life, to be honest with you. I have a buddy of mine who just took off for Italy for three months. He's been planning this for 20 years. He's like, I'm going to go to Italy for three months. He's there now. And when he was leaving, I was like, I am so jealous that you are leaving, going to Italy for three months. Doesn't that sound awesome? I mean, listen, there'll be a time... um, in all our lives, if we're still doing this and we're lucky enough to do something we love, which we do. Look, we love doing this. There's a reason we do it. Um, you know, and so, I mean, there come a time as you get older. And I, I, I look at that. And, and Cappy, I think you, you are probably looking at that, too, um, based on where your children are. But I think that there becomes a work-life balance that you'd like to have less work, more life in, in, in your life. Yeah, I don't have that right now. Right, not it can't. It's just not the time. Yeah, but I don't have work left. Th- there will eventually be that, though. No, or at least you hope. Of course, I hope. Yeah. So, Scott, you work too much. Oh, dude! I hear, oh, I hear boy. it all the time. Here we go. I hear it all the time. Why does the show have to be on till seven? Cappy, you know it's kind of weird because I feel like you look at. I don't know. I just feel like you. I don't know. I, I just feel like for her to say that, it's kind of odd because i feel like you have a really cool life and like what you do is cool and it's not yeah. really like work yeah. work you know what i mean i mean you're uh, you know as my guy Tom i feel Lund, like yeah i mean listen i i think that i i think what we do we play in the toy department every day you know exactly like my guy tom looney likes to say uh it is a tom looney shout out wow speaking of that i forgot to post an ig collage wishing uh Lisa, happy birthday. I better do that now. Yeah, yeah sexy classic. You, you love those collages. On happy birthday, collage not hey, girlfriend Lisa. To, did we yeah. say happy birthday to our man, Jonathan Watson? We missed it yesterday. Oh, happy birthday, Jonathan Watson. Awesome. He, is one of, he, is one of, he is the most loyal listener to this radio station. There's no question about it, and he deserves a shout-out. Well, so. not only does he not as only a great loyal listener, but you know what? The guy loves what we do, and, and he wants content. to do it. You know what yeah. I mean? So he has his own podcast. Yeah. He's got his own group of dudes that do the podcast yeah. with him. I tune in quite a bit to his podcast. Yeah. So good for him. Hey, Happy yeah. birthday, Jonathan. Yeah, yeah. happy birthday because it's his birthday week. He doesn't yeah. just have a birthday, mm-hmm. birthday yes. week, you know, so yeah. we didn't miss it. Maybe he so wants what, to meet me at the forum tonight. Yeah. <laughs> What's next, Lindsay? <laughs> All right, so Tom Brady wore a T-shirt before Sunday's game against the Packers with a picture of himself in high school. 
And it went completely viral on the internet. Everyone went crazy for it. Well, guess what? Tom Brady knows what's up because now that shirt is for sale. Brady posted a video on Twitter and TikTok revealing that he's selling the shirt with the headshot as part of his Forever Young line on the Brady brand website. Wait, doesn't Rod, Rod Stewart should sue him, I feel like. That's like Forever his Young. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe, yeah, you're right. He probably should sue him. Maybe there's a trademark thing there. Make a lot of money off of Tom Brady. He's made a lot of money. Well, the money for these t shirts is quite egregious, if you ask me. $45 what? for a regular t shirt. $45? Yep. Wait, for a Get picture of, of Brady in high school? Yep. yep. Oh, and no then way, a dude. long sleeve shirt is $55. Or if you want a hoodie, it's 100 bucks. Get out of here. Yep. So after no these like went viral, or his shirt went viral, and he's now selling them, do you think that these particular T-shirts at these prices are going to take off? Swipe left or swipe right, Cappy? I'm going to swipe left and say no chance they're taking off. Now, I guess if you're a huge Brady fan, you guys know I am, but I'm not buying one of those. But didn't Kanye also have like a ridiculously expensive hoodie yes. at The Gap or something All like that? All stuff is really expensive. I'm not buying any it of this crap. Like trash. I'm buying this. Um, but there is an audience for it, so I will swipe right. I mean, it may not be me, but there is an audience for Tom Brady gear, you know? I can't wait uh, till I see someone wearing one. Yeah, that'd be so cool. Sneak one more in, Lens, real quick if we can. All right, so doctors and scientists have been telling us for years that you need eight hours of sleep every night. But more than 35% of adults don't get enough sleep, which... I have not the last two nights. I normally think? try to, but... Really? Surprised. <laughs> surprised. I was going to say. Surprised. I, mean, I based would have on, never guessed. Based on your intro today, I'm surprised. Yeah. So easy, easy. A recent. <laughs> Don't recent... make me snap at you, Cappy. <laughs> I'll make you sweat more than that sandwich. <laughs> I'm I'm good now. By the way, I'm not sweating anymore. Yeah. Because I ate half of it. Again. So a recent study showed what happens when people cut their nightly sleep hours from eight to six every day. People sleeping six hours or less saw their performance plummet on cognitive cognitive tasks. Testing their alertness and ability to reason, communicate, and remember. Their abilities declined steadily with almost every passing day. And by the sixth day, a quarter of the participants were falling asleep while performing basic daily tasks. So do you guys regularly get eight hours of sleep? Swipe left or swipe like swipe right? Sedano, you go first. Uh, regularly, I would say yes. Uh, yeah, I do. I mean, I try my best to get eight hours of sleep pretty much every day. I'm generally in that seven to eight, which is where you're supposed to be. Last two nights, for whatever reason, has been rough. I don't know why. Like, I don't even drink caffeine. I don't know. You know what? Sometimes when, if I drink, it has the opposite effect. Like, it just depends. Like, and I just had like a glass of wine the other night. Red wine? I, yeah, red wine. Yeah, so that's, that's a big problem. Well, white wine is actually worse. I didn't know that. Yeah. Why is red wine a problem? Well, because there's so much sugar that a lot of times people Wait. who drink red wine, they, they don't go to sleep. They don't sleep well just they because they're just so sugared, you know? Well, alcohol in general, like, interferes with, like, your REM and yeah. all that stuff. Yes, correct. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's interesting you guys are talking about this because um, I've told you that on uh, September 6th, I stopped using all cannabis yeah. products. Yeah. No vaping, no flour, no edibles, no cannabis of any kind. Yeah. My sleep has been out of this world. And the dreams have been so vivid. And I wake up refreshed and I remember the yeah, dreams. Cannabis is not great for sleep. No, because it's, it's great for like naps. But well, that, that, that's pretty much it. But not not sleep. No, and by the way, white pass wine, out. according to uh, wine.com, mm-hmm. um, white wine contains 64% more sugar than red. I didn't know that either. It does. It's worse for you. Okay. Yeah. There you All, right. All right. That is Radio Tinder. Award winning Radio Tinder. Each and every day. 530 ish here on the show 
Presented by our friends at Tequila Mandala. We'll say it one more time. Swipe right on Tequila Mandala. Award-winning small batch premium sippy tequila made from the finest mature agaves. Available everywhere fine tequilas are sold. Visit their website, tequilamandala.com, and demand the extraordinary with Tequila Mandala. All right, I do want to get into USC. I feel like everyone is kind of freaking out about their game against Oregon State, and I actually don't think you should freak out. And I do want to get into this whole uh, Pat Bev, Russ dynamic, and AD's commentary about his sustainability in regards to health. All that coming up. Stick around in just a moment. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Live Imaging Tuesday, shit out of it, Cap. Playing the Foo Fighters because Cappy is headed to the forum tonight. Hell yeah. To see the Foo Fighters. Well, the Foo Fighters and like, I don't know, like 50 other artists that are going to be performing tonight. I mean, Miley Cyrus, Alanis Morissette, Pink, Chad Smith, Getty Lee. Um, the list goes on and on. I am so psyched for tonight's show, but I am worried that it's going to screw up the rest of my week because I don't think I'm going to get home till like 3 o'clock in the morning. Well, that's probably a good thing, man. You'll, you'll recover. Yeah, yeah that's not? fine. You were telling Who? Sedona not to sleep. Clinton Yates is on tomorrow. He'll keep you up. Oh, CY, right, the big, big CY. The big CYs in the house. We've said we missed the big CY. Yeah. And I'll be around tomorrow. not doing live uh, stuff, but I'll be around. All right. A little bit in the afternoon. God, we haven't seen the big CY in a while. I wonder what he's been up to since the summer ended. I mean, summer literally just ended like three years ago. Oh, really? Seems like, okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, He was like traveling, it felt like. Yeah, was he? Maybe I wasn't following his travels. That's the, I'm surprised. I know. I do have kind of a man crush on him. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, And you're also a little bit of a voyeur. My son's kind of pissed at him, though. Pissed at Clinton? Yeah. Why? Because my son's like a big Clinton fan. But this past weekend, um, our fantasy football team played Clinton's fantasy football team. In our, in our, Yeah, we crushed him. Yeah. And my son's like, this whole, you know, all white guy fantasy thing is just, it's not, he's not competitive. You know? So, like, for Clinton, it's like a big joke. It's like a big joke. You know, hey, I got all the white guys. But, like, my son's like, come on, man, like, compete with us. Like, we destroyed him this weekend. You know, so it's a little pissed at Clinton. I'll pissed talk to him. You, you beat him? Yeah, we, no, but it's that he didn't compete. He's not like oh. giving in real effort, you know? Yeah, but he doesn't like fantasy sports. Well, I don't know if he does or he, he doesn't. does it for the bit. You oh, know what I mean? Yeah, I guess it's all about the bit for him. Yeah. You know, so, my son's a very said. competitive guy and he's the general manager of our team. You know, what happened to the baseball team? He was general managing. We got beat because his pitcher stunk. Yeah. I don't but want to talk he, about You also is. kind of messed that up, didn't you? How so? Didn't you like not know what you were doing? Well, yeah, I wasn't very good. I mean, clearly, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, and then, and then, and then again, he tried to salvage it, but it was too late. Yeah, we never came up with a backup pitcher. That was, we didn't have a bullpen. Mm. You know. Yeah. Yeah, Mason's league pretty serious. So, Cappy. Yeah. Uh, the Russ Pat Bev thing has been a big deal, right? Like we've talked about it a lot. Everybody's talked about it a lot. And our guy Kendrick Perkins, I thought, had an interesting point of view when it came to those two guys and their dynamic. And he used a personal example 
And I want you to hear this because I'm curious to get your thoughts. I have thoughts on it, but I'd like to hear yours first. But let's go and let's hear from Perk today on NBA Today. When you, when you think about Russell Westbrook, you know what he wants to win, right? What's left for him to do? It's to win the NBA championship. The same with Patrick Beverly. When you have seasoned veterans that understand the assignment and understand the mission, they put their differences aside. Look, me and Kevin Garnett went through the same thing when he was in Minnesota. We couldn't stand each other. We was almost going blows in the back of the uh, – back of the, uh, by the locker rooms. It happens. Mm. But look, th- those two know that at times they're going to be on the floor together. And I, I'm a strong believer in if you get along outside the lines and you develop a certain type of relationship in chemistry, that translate over onto the basketball court. And that's what they're doing. They're being mature seasoned vets trying to figure things out, letting each other know that they have one another back because the goal that they're trying to accomplish is bigger than any individual in that locker room. Yes. Preach it, Perk. Preach. Yes. Look, if you're going to win, and I don't care, man, if it's in Little League Baseball, if it's in high school football, if it's in in NFL, it doesn't matter. If you're going to win, it takes a family. And by the way, most families don't all get along. So whether you love each other or you hate each other, do we have a common goal or do we not? And so all this talk, George, about how Patrick Beverly and Russ could never possibly coexist, if you're a grown-up and as a grown-up you want to win, not just make $47 million a year and be satisfied with the money that's coming in, but you actually have a passion for pursuing a championship. You put aside your differences, and what Perk said, the most important thing for me, it's bigger than one person. It's bigger. So I I agree with his overall premise. I'm with you and him 100% in regards to that. There's no question about that. Did you feel my passion there? Did you feel that from from me? I want you to understand my passion. Deep down in my soul. Thank you. And while I would agree with him and you in the overall premise of it, it is bigger than them. There's no doubt. I would say that the example he used, the only pushback I would have is that Kevin Garnett was in his prime uh, when that scenario that he represented there happened. Um, Russell Westbrook is at the tail end of his closer to the tail end of his career and certainly not in his prime anymore. Uh, And I think that if and here's the thing, here's the other part of the equation. That Celtics team, when Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen got there, had instant success. They won the championship year one. They won 66 games and winning. I'm a big believer that winning breeds chemistry, not the other way around. Okay, not chemistry breeds winning. And now, again, those parts also fit really well together. So uh, they had natural chemistry on the floor, all those guys. This team does not have the natural chemistry on the floor. And they also are coming off a very tough season. And if things get tough, what we saw last year, do you recall that we saw? It felt like there was some finger pointing or at least some, uh, I guess, guys didn't seem like they were on the same page after the losing started to happen. Is that fair to say? Yeah, but why? Because if you're Russell Westbrook, you're like, wait a second. I came here to play with LeBron and AD. They're both hurt. They're both out. And all everybody's doing is ripping me. Including you. Well, I mean, not just including me, including the coach. Right. But he, but 
the coach did not believe in him as a fit on this team. Well, um, that's the beauty of this new coach. Because whether or not Darvin Ham truly believes it, what he's saying publicly are all the right things. Correct. I agree with that part of the equation, and he's doing that right. But Frank Vogel had earned the right, to be honest. And I don't think, like, he, he was doing what was in his best interest at the time and the team's best interest, which he didn't feel Russ provided at that moment. So I, I don't... Listen, I don't have an issue with the way Frank Vogel handled Russell Westbrook at all. Last Not, year. Neither do I. But I also don't have an issue, now that we're past it, with the organization saying, look, we're, we're kind of stuck in this situation. You know? Nobody wants Russell Westbrook based on the year that he had, and nobody wants him based on the $47 million contract. Yeah. So we better find a coach that can try and get Sure, I get that. The best I get out that too. Yeah. I get that too. Um, although I didn't love the way he was scapegoated. That's just my personal opinion. But... I do agree with the overall premise, but I just don't think the dynamics are apples to apples, right? They're not. You talk, They're not. You know, when it comes to comparing his situation with Kevin Garnett and the Celtics in 2008 and this situation in 2022, I don't think these dynamics are necessarily exactly the same. And I hear what you're saying, but I yeah. think what Perk is getting at is, look, aside from who's in who's prime, yeah. the bottom line is this. Hey, Pat Bev, do you want to win a championship? Yes or no? presumably the answer is yes, right? Yeah, yeah. Hey, Russ, do you want to win a championship? Because you've done everything in this game that you need to do, but would mm -hmm. you like to win a championship? Mm -hmm. Yes, I would. Mm -hmm. Well, then take your personal beef that you guys have had over the years. Oh, yeah, yeah. I get that. No, that part we're in agreement with. I just am curious to see how that unfolds if they hit some turbulence is my point. Well, hopefully, um, if there is turbulence, and frankly, there's going to be. There's always going to be turbulence over a, the you know length of a season. There is going to be turbulence. That is true. But you got to be a grown-up. You got to be a professional. You got to realize that it's bigger than just you. And you've got to work through it. And, I mean, listen, this stuff these guys know. It's just that everybody is, has their asses kissed so much that each person thinks that, like, they're it. You're not it. Check your ego at the door. Let's be a team. Play your role. And let's go pursue a championship. Not let's be about me. I should really go speak to this team, George. I think it's, it's critical. It's absolutely critical yeah. that I speak to this team in person. Yeah. You should. Why not? You could be one of those, you know, Palinka likes to do those, uh, those like uh, celebrity talks or whatever. Maybe you can host one. There is no doubt that I am a motivational speaker. Um, I'm just, I just haven't been paid to be a motivational speaker yet. Got it. Okay. Um, speaking of motivation, uh, I, and, and honestly, uh, good play. We got to talk about Lincoln Riley and USC. And I know that people are down on them after Oregon State. I don't I'm know not. Why. I, I don't I know actually, why. I feel like it's the it should be the opposite. We'll tell you why next.